This is the Health Space Podcast, where we interview experts in the field of integrative health and wellness. I'm your host, Prue Sturgeon. Today I'm speaking with Isaac, who is a practicing physiotherapist as well as the director of physiotherapy across all of the health space clinics. In this episode, Isaac and I talk about what physiotherapy is and what it involves, how physiotherapy can be used not only for rehabilitation after an injury, but also to improve function for daily living. And Isaac touches on how important it is to recognize that our bodies can adapt to pain that continues over a period of time and what to do about it. This is an informative episode. Let's dive in. Hey, Isaac, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So first off, I'd love to ask you, what are your main go-tos when it comes to being the best, most inspired version of yourself? You've got to do what makes you happy. You've got to do what, what makes you, in your opinion, successful. I've had this chat with many people before, and when we talk about success, it's often associated with money and financial gains. However, I feel there's a lot more to it. To me, to be successful, you've got to be happy. You've got to, you've got to love what you do. You've got to be happy on a daily basis. For me to become successful and to do all the things I love and be the most inspired person I love, I love to do what makes me happy. That's, that's playing soccer. That's going out with my friends, going to the beach regularly, going for long drives, just, just going out, clearing my head. It's good fun. And I'm sure that that translates across to your practice as well as a practitioner, as a happy physiotherapist. Oh, definitely. I love everyone to come in and feel more than welcomed and comfortable to let me know what's going on with their lives and so that way I can give them the best advice possible and move forward from there. I can definitely attest to that. Isaac's often the one chatting loudest, laughing loudest in the hallway in clinic, so that's cool. Okay, so you're here today to talk to us about physiotherapy and this is really sort of going over the basics and the physiotherapy 101 to help us understand what it actually is and what it entails. So what is physiotherapy and what does it involve? I would summarize it best in that physiotherapy, it's an allied health profession in which helps cope with not only injuries, helps look into a little bit deeper than that to learn about the environmental factors and all other aspects which what could be causing somebody a concern. As physiotherapists in private practice, we most, most commonly deal with injury and postural related concerns. However, as a whole, physiotherapy can help with much other broader areas. In a hospital setting, we can help with the neuro section in the cardiac ward. And then there's a big sporting realm of physiotherapy, which most people are familiar about. In a nutshell, from, from a private practice point of view, that's where I specialize in. We run people through some functional assessments. What we do is we look for certain weaknesses, we look for certain tightness around the body, get joints moving better, prescribe exercise in order to help strengthen or loosen up certain areas of the body in order to help improve their daily living, make their lives a little bit easier. So when you say functional movement, is, does that mean that when you're with a client, you would actually be putting them into certain movements to see how their body responds to those? Definitely. So before, before I actually get anybody onto the bed, we look at certain patterns. Something as simple as performing a squat or a lunge or a regular gym exercises, which they might struggle with. And what we do as a physiotherapist is we look to see for certain weaknesses, biomechanical concerns, any sort of condition which we think we could improve through addressing through a different motor control exercise or whether it be some hands-on manual therapy just to help loosen up or strengthen certain parts of the body. And something that you mentioned just then was squatting and um, gym movements. If someone doesn't necessarily go to the gym, do those movements apply to them in their life? Well, of course. So we all need to sit down and stand up, right? So squatting is that movement right there. Some, some common advice we might get given from the medical realm is people will be told not to squat, but then from a physiotherapy point of view, how I rehash it to patients is, well, you sit down, don't you? You stand up, don't you? Well, that's a squat in itself, so let's make that better. So you're really looking at how the body is moving in 
a functional way through their daily life, like picking up groceries and bending down to pick up children and all of that kind of thing? Definitely. So I'd love to make all my patients' overall activities of daily living much easier for them, make them function much better without that little ache that they've been used to for so many years or certain adaptive behaviours which they might bring on as a result of their pain. So what we do before assessing each joint individually in the clinic or whatever their concern might be is is address their function. So if somebody comes in and tells me I'm struggling with picking my kid up off the floor, we'll have a look at a functional test. I'll observe how they perform that movement. And from a physiotherapy point of view, I'll break down that movement and see how we can make it better for them. And you can see how that would translate through so many parts of their life. Like as you just said, if they're having trouble picking up their children, then that's obviously affecting other areas as well. So this pain can really cause a lot of problems in people's lives. Definitely. And is physiotherapy only for sort of post-injury treatment or what else can it help not, not so much post-injury. So a lot of the people we deal with come in with some sort of postural concerns as well. They might say, look, my, my head's poking forward, my shoulders are rounded in, what can I do to help? Other common concerns we get as well is my knee's just been sore for the last 20 years, I've just been dealing with it, or my back's been sore for the last 15 to 20 years, like what can we do to help with this? So it's not always post an injury per se, it could be some sort of niggling injury that they've had for a number of years. We can definitely have a look at that and see what's going on from there. You work in a clinic that is aligned with other practitioners and other modalities. Do you ever come across clients where you would actually refer on to other practitioners for any other reasons? Definitely. So depending on what the patient's presented with, there's a great multidisciplinary approach in what we do as a physiotherapist. We love to think we fix everything, but in some cases where stress might be the leading factor or if a patient's come in talking to me about their gut concerns, well then there's a common reason for me to refer on to other, other practitioners who can help with this. In my regards, I tend to look after most people with biomechanical, physiological concerns to assist with the, the stress and anxiety component of life, as, as we all know, especially living around here in Sydney, very go-to-go on in the city and whatnot. People can become overwhelmed with life, so I find often other modalities such as acupuncture can be quite helpful to help people cope with pain, anxiety and stress. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think um, as a practitioner, it's... Um, I think you mentioned before we started recording, being able to refer on when it's not necessarily your... Definitely, yeah, yeah. So I often tell people a great practitioner will know when to refer on. You know, it's important for us to to recognise our limits and how we can help somebody. And often there are other modalities which can help with what the patient needs. So it's very important we put the patient's best interests at heart. So I want to just jump back a step and ask you, what does a typical session or program involve and is there a certain amount of time that someone has to come and see you for or is there something that can be done in one session? That's a common question I get, especially when dealing with somebody who is post-injury. Now I'd love to say as a physio that I can fix you in one day, but the reality of it is our body doesn't respond that way. So most injuries will come in with some sort of other biomechanical concern, whether it be from the joints above or below, and to address these concerns might take a number of weeks. There's no set number of sessions a patient has to go through until they're fixed. We take it as the body comes. However, if I'm addressing an injury, let's say you've just fallen over, twisted your knee in some way, you've torn a ligament, unfortunately. We've got to address not only that knee itself, so we've got to get the patient moving and feeling better. We've got to address other factors which might be putting pressure on that knee, such as from above or below, whether it's from the hip or the ankle. To address a concern like this could take up to 8 to 12 weeks. So there's no rule designated, okay, you just got to come in for one or two visits and you should be fixed. I'd love to say it worked like that, but it might take a number of number of weeks moving forward. In regards to what we do, you asked me a little bit earlier. So a typical session will involve somebody coming in, telling me about their, their concerns. So as a physio, I tend to deal mostly with some sort of injury or postural concerns. People will come in, tell me their concern. 
before I get them onto the bed and have a hands-on point of assessment, we'll look at their function as I spoke about earlier. Once this is performed and it's given me a biomechanical idea of what's happening, what's tight, what's what's weak, what's not firing properly, for example, glutes around the hip comp causing people lower back pain, hip pain. It's very common from a gym point of view. Once we've addressed those concerns and assessed that, we'll get the patient up on the bed, assess their joint that they're after, and then from there we're going to a hands-on point of treatment where we loosen up or work through certain muscle tightnesses and go from there. After the hands-on point of view, that's where we get into our rehab side of things, so we'll give the patient an exercise, whether it be some sort of strengthening or motor control pattern, or whether it be a stretch to help loosen up an area. There was something else that you mentioned as well, which was around um, enhancing performance. Is that something that... Definitely. So a lot, a lot of the time we get we get some people coming in from the gym who might have been squatting the same same weight for a number of months now. They're just not sure. A common thing I get told is I feel like my glutes aren't engaging as much as they should. I'm a bit more quad or hamstring dominant. Can you help me with this? Another example we get is athletes, they're coming in sprinting. They just want to shave off that 0.2 seconds off their time. How can we help? Is there a, is there a weakness or is there a, a tightness there somewhere that's holding them back from just going that tiny little bit extra? To your everyday person, something like shaving off 0.2 seconds might not be a lot, but to an athlete, that's the difference between first and second place. So it is very important that we get these these concerns sorted. Have you had any success stories with that? Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I love to say, you know what we're doing in our regards, and we can get people moving better. And it's always great to see see the patient happy at the end of the treatment. So it's great. What makes a good practitioner, and how would someone find a physiotherapist? In my best opinion, a good practitioner is somebody who listens. In the first five minutes of a consult where the patient's telling you their, their life story, so to speak, you've, you've already created a picture in your head. You should know what's happening with them. You should know exactly what injury or what concern they have going on before you even get your hands on the, on the patient. A good listener is very important. You've, you've got to sit there and listen. Nine out of ten times, they're telling you what's wrong with them before you even, you even look, get to look at them. Being understanding with your patients, understanding what they go through in life is it's not so black and white. There, there are other factors to consider. So at uni, you know, we're always taught a textbook way of things. You know, there's a recipe to each injury. When you start working, you get out of uni, you, you real quickly learn that that's not the case. There's so many other factors involved in getting a patient better, so to speak. So life's a bit stressful, which can impact on someone's condition. So a good practitioner is definitely somebody who listens. Someone who really understands what's going on in the patient's life. Definitely. Putting all factors together. Be, yeah, and why they might be there. Definitely. So nine out of ten times, you know, they will tell you what's wrong, as I was saying earlier. But... You might as well, if you're going back to that textbook approach, do everything right by the textbook, still find that patient's in pain. You know, a great example I can think of is I've had a patient with something as simple as an ankle sprain. Now, at uni, you are taught that an ankle sprain is quite simple. However, once you get out there and start working, it's a very complex injury. There's a lot going on. Once you've got that patient functioning better, they can walk around, squat, lunge, jump, run, but they're reporting to you saying, I can do everything, but I still have a lot of pain. You've got to really listen and find out why they're still in pain. So this one example I'm talking about, she, she was CEO of a company in a lot of stress. As soon as we addressed that stress side of the, the component, her pain miraculously disappeared after a few treatments. So it was, it was really helpful. And looking at what happens in a regular session, I know you mentioned like the functional movement and giving them exercises. Is there also the hands-on work on the body? What does that actually involve? Definitely. So as a physio, we mobilize joints. What, what that means is we'll get a joint moving better. It's essentially like we, we can stretch our muscles, but from an everyday person's point of view, we can't really stretch our own joints, and that's where we step in as a physio. So we'll get that joint moving a little bit better, which will in turn take a lot of pressure off the muscles around it. Along with that, we also work through and work through any tight muscles, whether it be through active release techniques, through techniques called dry needling, or through other trigger point therapies. 
we can release it, the fascia. So that's a thin layer of tissue between the muscle and the skin. And often if you release that, that middle layer, the muscle will respond a lot better to the exercise you're about to give it. Other techniques that are provided in the, in the session, if needed, recovering from an injury, for example, or other postural concerns, is strapping. So there are various strapping techniques we can do to help optimize the body's positioning or help shorten a muscle if needed or help lengthen a muscle if needed. Whatever it is that needs to be done, we can get it done through that session. You've mentioned it a few times that people under stress, obviously their body is going to be under stress as well from a biochemical perspective and from a structural perspective, especially if you know so many of us are working in front of computers and sitting a lot, um, being sedentary. What would you recommend to people who are in that situation? At first, you know, I'll, I'll always listen to them. As I was saying before, it's very important to listen. In regards to advice I can give as a physiotherapist, this sort of advice I can give to somebody is a little bit restricted in that regard. Also, a good practitioner knows when to refer away. In that case, I often find and have proven on countless studies these days that acupuncture and, and other modalities such as kinesiology can be quite helpful in helping our patients recover from such stressful events in their life. It's all about linking that emotion to their movements and moving forward from there. Okay, cool. So I want to ask you, what made you want to become a physiotherapist? Yeah, that's easy for me to answer. I've been injured all my life. <laughs> so since I've been five years old, I've been playing soccer. I've rolled my ankles several times. I've had surgery on my knee. I've torn my groin last year, which was a pretty interesting one. I was quite sore to come back from. The suffering many injuries throughout my younger life really made me appreciate the modality of physiotherapy as I spent a lot of my younger days in the physiotherapist's office and they helped me get through a lot of my injuries and I was very thankful for it. Awesome, and now you're doing that for others. Yeah, so now it's great to pass that <laughs> on to other people, get to help out from the other end of the, of the spectrum. And what is the one or two takeaways that you would say for our audience? A lot of people, especially ones that I've dealt with, we get used to pain. We just sort of adapt our daily living to, to cope with that pain. So what I, what I can suggest as a small take-home message, if you are feeling some sort of pain or if you're bending down in a different way in order to prevent your back or knees being in pain, then I suggest you get that looked up and give a physio a call. It doesn't have to be me, it can be any, any local physio that's around, but being in pain is our body's way of telling us there's something going on. We, we shouldn't just get used to it. And common thing I hear is, oh yeah, my back's been sore for 20 years, but that's fine. The reality of it is, is that's not fine. So we've got to look into it and see what's going on there to prevent any further complications arising. Thanks so much, Isaac. Thanks for joining us. No, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to learn more about Health Space Clinics and what we offer, please go to our website at healthspaceclinics.com.au. If you like what you've heard, feel free to subscribe. We post new episodes regularly, so we'll have more great content for you soon. We'd love to hear from you in season two. If you have a particular question or topic that you would like us to cover in an episode, please email us at podcast at healthspaceclinics.com.au.